if you've ever wondered what the very core or essence or heartbeat center of the Christian faith is as distinct from all other religions, or if you've ever wanted a short, concise, clear passage in the Bible that you could sit down over lunch with and show it to somebody with that question who may not be a believer, that's what I want to point to in Colossians chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. And the way I want to do it is by illustrating a, a way I look at passages like this that you could use in other passages. Whenever I see a sequence or a list of deeds done by man or done by God in particular, as in this case, I ask not only how the sequence is related, that is how the pieces relate to each other, but also which one is more foundational and which one is more ultimate and in between how do they build on each other so that's what i want to show you father grant us to see the very heart of your purpose for uh, sinners and that the gospel of jesus would be made clear to me and to all of us may we see it either for the first time as beautiful or see it afresh I pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And you who were dead in your trespasses and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, and I think that that phrase like there, we might stumble over it because it's so strange and we don't use language like that much anymore, but that was an old Jewish way. I mean, the Circumcision was the Jewish sign of the covenant belonging to God from Abraham on. And so to speak of the uncircumcision of our flesh, that is our, our whole person, not just the sexual or male organ, but the, the uncircumcision of our whole flesh is a way of saying we were really without any relation to God and without any sign of his covenant care for us. We were dead and dead, meaning spiritually insensitive. We, we don't love God as we ought. We don't love the scriptures as we ought. We don't love God's word and his law. We're rebellious by nature. Our trespasses are an evidence that we are in a condition of utter insensibility. Like you, you prick a dead person, he doesn't respond, and God pricks us and we don't respond. So all human beings are in this condition, myself included, until something happens. And this is the heart of what Christianity is. God made us alive. How did, what did God do to rescue us from this dead condition? And here they are, one. He made us alive together with Christ when Christ was killed, we were killed. And when Christ rose, we rose. How did he do that? Having forgiven us all our trespasses. How did he forgive all our trespasses? By canceling the record of death that stood against us with its legal demands. 
He canceled a record of debt. Now think of it. This is a record of everything you've done wrong. That's a very long list. If you're 70 like me, that's miles long. Thousands and thousands of bad thoughts and feelings and failures are on that record of debt that he's canceling. How did he, how did he do that? By setting it aside. It was, it was on the bench of the courtroom and the judge was looking at it and he was saying, well, that's sufficient evidence to send someone to hell. And he set it aside. It's not on that bench anymore. Well, how can that be? How can it not be there anymore? Because it was nailed to the cross. I wish I could, I wish I could draw a hand that's awful. That's awful. But it'll at least remind you there's a hand with a nail in it. And Jesus took the record of debt and he took it in his hand, this big sheet of paper. And it's so big, it would have to be very fine print to fit. And he takes it in his hand. He puts the nail or God puts the nail against this record in Jesus' hand. And he runs the nail, runs the nail right through the record of debt and right through the hand of Jesus and nails it to the cross. Amazing. Now, look at the connection. Paul made it easy for us this time because these five steps are in the order from the most basic to the most ultimate. But you can picture it like this. He made us alive. How did he make us alive? On the basis of forgiving us. How could he forgive us? On the basis of canceling the record of debt. How could he cancel the debt? Because he set it aside. It's no longer there indicting us. How could he set it aside? Because he nailed it to the cross. Then you can then you can label these. This is this is life. I'm alive. I'm not on my way to hell anymore. I'm not spiritually indifferent anymore. I'm in love with Jesus now, and I have spiritual life and hope and joy because I am forgiven. How can I be forgiven? Because my debt is canceled. How could it be canceled? Because it was set aside by Jesus so that God doesn't even see it anymore on the on the table of the courtroom how could it be set aside because it was nailed to the cross which is a very vivid way of saying Jesus paid the debt Jesus bore the debt for us so we are alive because this sequence of legal events took place before we even existed. We didn't have anything to do with this. Forgiven, canceled, set aside, nailed, at least forgiven in the sense that the the forgiveness was purchased in history, canceled sins, set aside debts, and nailed to the cross. And because of this great legal transaction, God freely imparts life to us through the Spirit, and now we can love people as we ought, and we can glorify glorify God as we ought. And if you ask, well, is everyone's sin nailed to the cross? Does, does, are the debts of everyone canceled? Is everyone forgiven? The answer is no. Who, whose are? The previous verse, this is the previous verse, 12. 
It says, having been buried with him in baptism. And what does that signify? In which you were also raised with him. So buried with him, raised with him, signified in baptism through faith. In the power, in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. There's the key. Faith. Anyone who believes, who who trusts, who entrusts himself to Jesus, that person can know that when Christ died, his debts were nailed to the cross. They were set aside. They were canceled. They were forgiven. And now our life is wholly owing to what Jesus freely did for us there. That is a glorious summary of the heart of the Christian faith. Oh, that you might see the glory in it and make it your life.